Hi, everyone, and thank you very much for tuning into the Sheila Zelensky Show. I'm really excited to bring on my guest today. Hey, make sure you are following me on social media. I'm also over there on Parlor, so it's just Sheila Zelensky on Parlor. It is Real Sheila Z on Twitter, Real Sheila Z on Facebook, and just Sheila Zelensky on Instagram. The information is up on your screen there. One of the really great ways to stay in the loop is to sign up for my free e-newsletter. We're revamping our newsletter. It's going to be fantastic. And I do have a Patreon account. Please become one of my patrons today as we have some great perks coming out as well for people that do support me over there on Patreon. This broadcast is 100% listener supported, no interruptions, no commercials. All that information is linked below in the description. We've made some really easy things like Zelle, Venmo, Cash App, and you can even send snail mail if you want to send check or money order. It's Sheila Zelinsky Ministries. The permanent address is Box 1313, Kamloops, BC, Canada, V2C 6 L7. And we appreciate your support. Well, I want to jump right into the program today. We have a fantastic guest. And you know what's amazing? We have an amazing event I want to talk a little bit about. It's coming up October 31st. We're taking over Halloween in the capital of Alberta, Oil Central. That's right. Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. We're going to meet at the Alberta Legislature Building. Yep, that's right. We're going to meet on the steps. You're going to be amazed at this event. The speakers are amazing. And I've got one of the speakers on right now. It is Reverend Pawlowski from Calgary, Alberta on the program. Because it's the first time you've been on my program, talk a little bit about your ministry, both the street preaching and the Cave of Abdullam. Interesting name. So I'll just throw you the minecart. Pass it back to me when you're ready. Well, I run a number of churches. One of them is Street Church, uh, which focuses on helping the poor and feeding the homeless. And another one is to build an army, army of believers that will actually go and do, not just sit and talk. And it's from the story of King David, when he had to run away from Saul, and he hid himself in a fortress called the Cave of Adullam, and that's where he started to build his army. That's where people join him, and I think it's about time the Canadians will start to come together under one umbrella and join an army, because we need a spiritual revolution, we need a reformation, we need a revival. I witnessed the dictatorship under the communism uh, regime uh, under on the other side of the Iron Curtain, and also I have seen the power of unity in 81 and 82, and I witnessed that with my own eyes. Of course, you're talking to an immigrant, a Polish immigrant. I saw the power of unified people. When people finally said, we're sick and tired of this, it's enough for the sake of our children, we gotta rise up, stand up. They took it to the streets. And this is my message for decades now. This fight is going to be won on our knees and on our streets. We have to take it to the streets. When I saw the power of people, when I saw when millions of people took it to the streets, there was no dictatorship that was powerful enough to stop them. And they had God on their lips, and they had a dream, a dream of free Europe. And look at Europe today. I mean, before the pandemic, of course, uh, Europe, uh, Poland, particularly, one of the biggest, best democracies on the planet Earth. The people want their freedom. Yeah, few were shot. Tens of thousands were arrested. But when they united, they proved again that we have the power. We have the power. And when God 
is on our side when we invite him into the fight, into the struggle, well, we cannot lose. And that's exactly what I want to see right now in Canada. Uh, we've tried politics, Sheila. We've tried money. We've tried businesses. We've tried media. We've tried everything we could. I believe it's time to go back to God. It's time to go back and invite him in. If my people who are called by my name will turn away from their wicked ways, you know, we like the beginning, but we forget about turn away from our wicked ways. We have to humble ourselves. We have to say no to the things that we are doing because we are guilty as charged. This nation is guilty as charged. We have to go to our knees. When we do that, the promise is that he will hear from heaven and he will heal this land. This land is sick. It has a cancer and only God can heal this land. It's not going to happen unless the church finally will wake up and unite. I mean, all those years, I've heard stories of people, why not? Why not unite? Why not come together? Why this and that? And I've heard it all, and I'm sure you did as well. Now I say, let's put aside our differences. Let's focus under one umbrella. Let's focus on God. Let's focus on Jesus. Let's focus on the cross and the blood and the name that is above every other name, the name of Jesus Christ. Let's come to our knees and say, God, if you don't show up, we are done. If you don't show up, this nation is done. We desperately need you. And that's exactly what we are trying to do in our cities right now and then in Edmonton at the legislature. There's something so powerful that happens. I'm not talking about a Zoom call. I'm talking about the body of Christ when they come together. God works through the prayers of his people. The body of Christ needs to gather together. They need to repent. They need to come together as a corporate body and repent for the sins of this nation. I mean, when's the last time you even heard a message on repentance? I think everybody should be out there, not just believers, to come and stand in one accord where two or three are gathered in my name. There I am in the midst of their prayer, coming together, repenting for the shedding of innocent blood in this nation, humbling ourselves, crying out to God and asking him to heal our land because we're past the point of return. You know, and if you're saying to yourself, well, October 31st, you know, I got a dinner. I got to take my kids out for Halloween. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to go to my job. Listen, you're not going to have a job pretty soon, folks. There's not going to be any jobs in Canada the way this socialist regime is going. There's not going to be a country soon, folks, if we don't step up. Yeah, nothing is new under the sun, the Bible says, and Jesus had the same problems. You know, one fella said, well, I just bought a cow. Another, oh, I just got married. And another, you know, people come with all kinds of excuses. But if not now, then when? If not you, then who? I mean, we have to stop for a second and say, listen, we have been playing this game for decades. 40, 50, 60 years in this country alone. And look at us today. We are being ruled by wicked, evil people. Homosexuals are ruling over the church. They are dictating to us what is acceptable, what's not. They are the moral standards of the nation. I mean, come on. If we are not going to rise up now, we are done for. So we have to stand up. We have to say, listen, maybe I am busy. But you know what? Everyone is busy. That's just how it is. We are busy people. They're throwing things at us to keep us busy. I say, let's put the day aside and come together and say, hey, it doesn't matter what kind of division the enemy is throwing at us. We're going to unite. And the 
Only there's only one name that can unite us all. That's the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I say to everyone, this fight is going to be won on our knees in public. We have to make the church visible again. You see, a light cannot be hidden. If you go into a room and you will not turn on the light, you're going to remain in darkness. And for so long, Canadians have been sitting there in darkness and they don't know what's right and wrong they don't know even what the truth is anymore just like the Pontius Pilate he says what is the truth now the biggest fight that we see is what is the truth is the Bible relevant you know <laughs> being non-essential it's unbelievable I, I don't understand what kind of a Bible they are reading but in my Bible God has answers for every problem that we're facing Amen. he holds the life in, a, in the palm of, of his hands I'm not terrified because of the virus I'm not terrified because of pandemia. I'm not terrified with all those different uh, rhetorics that are coming from the lying government officials and the so-called medical quacks. Because my God is bigger than all of them together. My God is bigger than all the viruses combined together. We have to show this world. And the time is now to show the world, again, a living church that is not terrified. A church that is roaring like a lion, saying, hey, we have the answer. We have the hope. We have the peace. Come and learn because God is still sitting on the throne. I said to someone today, I said, you know what? I'm not terrified because my Jesus is still sitting on the throne. He's, he has not been shaken. <laughs> you know, it's unbelievable what I see right now. 95% of the churches are closed and some of them you will not be able to enter unless they check your temperature. So you and me, we're doomed. We will never be allowed to go into the church. We're too hot for Jesus. Well, that's okay, Art, because guess what? I haven't been allowed in a church in 10 years. They kicked me out years ago as an evangelist myself, I've said the church as we know it is over. I prophetically said that many years ago. We're not going to be muzzled by this pandemic, this scamdemic. I mean, it's bad enough they've emasculated men. I call it, how about masculation? There's a new word. Folks, this is a diabolical evil agenda to get everybody, you know, be nice little good, complacent little Christians. Don't question your CEO pastor. Come to a Sunday Funday with your feet up and just sit in a pew and never do anything anything folks the book of acts is exactly that it's a book of action do not forsake the gathering i mean there's something really powerful uh, and the word talks about this art when we come together in one accord isn't it that's right you know sheila from the very beginning we never ceased to gather we did not stop our events we do not check people's temperature because if they come sick in my bible it says lay hands on the sick and pray and they shall be healed to this day, I do not know anyone that has the virus or anyone that died from it. I mean, people do die. I do believe there is something out there, of course. There's sicknesses. We are living in a fallen world. But I'm not going to be terrified because fear is against faith. You cannot have faith in a big God if the virus is bigger than your God. I mean, that's ridiculous. You know, in the second Chronicles 14, it says very clearly, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. So that's what we are planning to do. We need to come humbly on our knees and say to God, forgive us for what we have done. We want to come to you and ask you to help us. And that's the event on the 31st. That's what we want to do at the legislature, on the steps of the government. Uh, we will come and we'll pray and we'll say, God, our lives in your hands, do as you please with us. But here we are on our knees asking for a miracle. I did that last week at the city hall in Calgary. And I'm telling you, it was so profound. It was so amazing. God showed me 
uh, that he wants to come and he wants to heal the land, but he needs the church on their knees. And I remember I asked the leaders to come and we anointed our hands and then God showed me what needs to be done and I lay hands on the ground. You know, the Bible says that if there's anyone sick, let them call elders and then anoint that individual with oil. So we have a sick land. Canada is sick and we laid hands on the ground and we said, God, heal this land, please, for the sake of our children and our grandchildren. I mean, what kind of legacy are we going to leave to the next generation? Our forefathers fought the Nazis. Our forefathers fought the communist socialist devils. And now it's a repetition of history. It's our time to stand up. It's our time to say no to the enemy. It's our time to shine. You know, I cook for the homeless. We feed thousands of people. I was the first pastor in Canada to to receive COVID ticket, $1,200 for illegally feeding the homeless during the pandemic. I'm also the first Canadian ever to be arrested for publicly reading Bible in a park. And since then, I stood over 100 times before different courts. But you know, this pandemic ticket, it was just a scare tactics. 14 police officers surrounded me. They gave me that ticket thinking that I'm done for. That's it. I'm going to be scared. No, we were busier during the pandemic than we were before. Because people are desperate. Yes. They're desperate for God. They're desperate for hope. They're desperate for the church that will not be just talking, but the church that will be doing. We started to go to the neighborhoods. We started to do parking lot awakenings, call to repentance. Are so busy. It's unbelievable because this world is desperately waiting for the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God. I'm very excited. This is our time. This is the time of Gideons and Esthers and Deborahs and Joshua's, Caleb's. This is the time of Daniel's, Shadrach, Meshach's, and Abednego's. This is our time to shine and to say to the devil, you know, the Bible says, resist the devil. It doesn't say talk to the devil. It doesn't say make deal with the devil, compromise with the devil, pay the devil. It says resist the devil and he will have to do what? Flee from you. That's what we need to do as the church. This is our time to write the next chapters in the book of Acts. Folks, think about this, what Art just said. It's not time to acquiesce to the devil's agenda. What did Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego do? What did they say to King Nebuchadnezzar? We're not bowing down to your idols, your golden idols. What does it say there in Psalm 91? Does it say, I will say the Lord Bill Gates is my refuge? In the vaccine, I will trust. No, it says thou shall not be afraid for the terror by night, for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence. I mean, thank God Jesus and his disciples didn't go, oh, oh, there's a leper colony. We better shut her down, boys. This is dangerous. We don't want to pick up this virus. You know, you got Pastor John Hagee, you got Pastor Greg Laurie, you got all these pastors, all this testing positive for a virus. The scripture says, is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let him pray, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Most churches are too busy being closed or taking temperatures and wearing masks to do what the Bible actually instructs. Folks, we got to push back against this evil. That's right. You know, you have to ask yourself a few questions. The first one, if Jesus was here, would he be wearing a mask? And that's the first question. You know, would he be wearing a mask? Terrified. <laughs> Second, would he comply 
with the evil requests of the government. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel, their story didn't start with the fire and the lions. If you go back to the beginning of the story, you will find out that their resistance towards the government and the government wishes started with food. It started with little, little. They resisted a little bit here and there, and then they grew. They became strong and powerful, and they would be able, only then, afterwards, they were able to say, well, you know, if we die, we die. That's okay. But we will not bow to the idols. You see, Canadian churches, and I've heard that so many times, oh, we're ready to die. No, you're not. You're not ready to die. You know how I know that? Because you're not ready to live for him. When you live for him and you resist the enemy and when you don't compromise, when you obey God rather than man, then I will know that you're ready to die for Jesus. But if you're not willing to obey him now, Jesus said, if you love me, obey my commandments. Apostle Paul is a, such a perfect example. He said, I am a Roman citizen. You cannot do this to me. He used politics. He, he used his papers, his citizenship. We have our charter rights and freedoms. We have our constitution. And I say to you, to all of you, Christians, start using your rights or you will lose them completely, just like the Poles after the Second War with the Russians. If we don't push, if we don't stand up, if we don't unite, if we don't fight, there will be no Canada as we know it, and our children are going to pay the price for your cowardness. In the Bible, it says cowardly will not inherit the kingdom of God. Those are tough, strong words. I get it, but we need to hear them over and over again because we are in a state of war. Solomon King Solomon writes this, there is a time for peace and there is a time for war. When the moment you enter the kingdom of God, the war started. You're the enemy of, uh, of the devil. You're enemy of darkness. The darkness will push. You have to keep shining for Jesus or you will be swollen. Right now the churches are being swollen. Pastors are terrified. The conversion therapy, I'm sure you've heard, you can get $10,000 if you preach portion of the Bible. I mean, what? when is going to be enough? For the churches, when they're going to say enough, not an inch, not anymore, well, we shall rise up. I'm calling the thousands, thousands of leaders, the 7,000 of the remnant that is some, somewhere out there. Come, let's stand together. Let's hold hands and say, God, you are the answer for the sickness of this land. You are the answer. Folks, I would love to see 30,000 people come out. I mean, you know, I've got more than 30,000 just on my Twitter following. I would love to see 30,000. But even if it's 300, think about Gideon. You know, God doesn't need 30,000 fools, 30,000 fence-sitting Christians. No, we need 300 at least to rise up and say, we're going to be there. I'll take the day off work. I'll do whatever I can. I'm going to jump in my vehicle. I'm going to get to Edmonton, Alberta at high noon on October 31st, that devilish occult high day. Folks, we're taking it over because I'm going to tell you something. Coronavirus or whatever this scamdemic is, is no match for Jesus Christ. And I'm going to tell Amen. you something else. Jesus Christ is the only answer in a world gone mad. And this is ludicrous. <laughs> Folks, it says in Deuteronomy 28, 28, it's like a ravening madness. We're on seven months, Art, of a 14-day lockdown. Flattening the curve, social distancing, all this stuff is, is psychic mind power. It's just straight out of the pit of hell. Now I'm going to read Deuteronomy 28, 28, folks. The Lord will afflict thee with madness. And if you look that up, in the Hebrew, it says an extreme, frenzied, chaotic insanity. Well, folks, look around. You don't think this is insanity? We've got black lives burning down cities, 
You know, if black lives really mattered, they'd look at abortion. Abortion is the number one killer of black lives. So if black lives actually matter, shouldn't they be tearing down these planned murder hoods instead of the cities, the churches? Evil insanity is the order of the day, folks. The believers are the only thing that's going to shut this down through repentance, through powerful prayer, through warfare. If we're not going to do this for our families, our church family, our kids, what are we even doing this for, Art? What is the point? That's right. You know, I witness our parents stand up and fight. And because they did, now is the new generation of people that are living in freedom. I mean, that's remarkable. That's amazing. My great-grandparents fought the Nazis. And because they did, we still speak Polish and we have a nation. I mean, there is a time when we have to come and say, you know what, if I perish, just like Shadrach, Michigan, and Abednego, I perish. That's okay. It's okay. The life that I have, it's a gift from God and he holds my life in the palm of his hands. It's okay. It's okay with my soul to do my Lord's bidding and, and go and do stuff. But, you know, I want to challenge the leaders and the pastors, my colleagues. Saturday is our church. We meet uh, during Shabbat every Saturday. But I'm closing the church down and I'm bringing the whole church to Edmonton because it's not about our individual services. It's not about collecting tithes and gifts and offerings. It's not about even singing together in our local churches. It's from time to time. We have to come into one place under one umbrella as a unified body. In the Bible, four times a year, God commanded the Israelites to come together under one umbrella as a one nation into one city, Jerusalem, for his holidays, for his festivals. And this is what he said to me. I did that. And the penalty, if you didn't show up, was stunning. I did that because there were 12 tribes, but I wanted them to see that they are one nation. They are idols all around them, but I want them to remember that there's only one living God. And they were reading the scripture, and they were eating together, and they were singing praises to the living God. When was the last time as a nation we came together into one place to worship our God? Never. I mean, it's so ridiculous. Israelites were doing this four times a year. We've done it. Never. I say, at least let Edmonton and Calgary do it. And ready, let Alberta break this curse of disunity and come together and pray. I mean, we're not asking for anything else. Just hold our hands and pray to the living God together in unity, saying, God, please, we are humbling ourselves and we are turning away from our wicked ways. Please heal this land. Please hear us from heaven and come and interfere because those guns are too big for us. Those giants are too powerful. But you're bigger than all of them combined together. If we had that kind of attitude, I'm telling you, Sheila, and I'm saying this to everyone that is listening, nothing would be impossible for God's church. Nothing. The gates of hell shall not prevail against his church. If you're his church, come. If you're counted as a remnant, come. This is a call to the remnant to come into one place. The promise to Joshua, God gave him a promise. I want to stand on this promise. He says, wherever you go, wherever you put your feet, this is the land I'm giving it to you. It's okay to pray in the closet. It's okay to pray in our churches. But from time to time, we got to put our feet to the land we are claiming for the kingdom of God. Legislature, it's a perfect place. 
to claim that land, this land, our land for the kingdom of God. It's about time. Yeah, it's time to stand and it's time to roar. Folks, the information for the event is up on your screen. And I want to see everyone, you know, everyone listening to the sound of our voice, come and stand with us. It's time to stand and roar. It's time to shine, folks. This is a protest of unrighteousness in this land. We're going to go into some dark days if we don't stand up and fight. You know, people say, well, I won't take the mark. I mean, you won't even stand up against the mask. So, folks, right. it is time to step up and step into that place of our power and authority that says there in Luke 10, 19, Behold, I give you power and authority to tread on this evil in this day right now. And, folks, this is a really important event. Arter's information is linked below in the description. Hey, if you're out in Calgary, Art, very quickly, tell folks where they can find your information if they even want to come and join you guys in other things in Calgary for the people around around the Calgary area, where can they find you? Give out your information, please, sir. Yeah, we feed the homeless uh, for the past 20 years on the streets of Calgary. Uh, you can call me if you would like to be part of that ministry, 403-607-4434, or email art at streetchurch.ca. We also have a local church building inside. Every Saturday we meet, and then during the week for prayer, that information as well, if you contact me, I'll give it to you. We do not wear masks. We do not follow the enemy. We follow God, and when he says lay hands on the sick, that's exactly exactly what we do. Uh, I want to finish with this, Sheila. God is telling me for the past seven, eight months, he's telling me this to tell the church, fear not, for I am with you. Fear not. 365 times in the Bible, God is telling to his children, to his people, fear not. The greater is he that is in us than the one that is out there. Another thing is people are so terrified because they don't want to pay the price. There's always a price that needs to be paid. It cost God his son. It cost his son his own life. He paid it with his own blood. And even though I was arrested so many times, over 300 tickets and over 100 court cases, I still do Book of Acts. I still do what I was called to do. The enemy was never able to stop me. That should tell you a lot. You can watch a documentary called Street Advocate. You will be able to see some arrests. It's free on YouTube. And you will know what I'm talking about. I say to you, fear not, because the greater is he that we serve than the one that those people are serving. Jesus still sits on the throne. He has not been shaken. He holds everything in the palm of his hand. And when he says to his church, nothing and no one will be able to touch you, you have nothing to fear. He says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Why? Because the creation, the earth, the people are waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Now go out there and tell them there is a living God that loves them so much that he died in their place. You know what? People always say to me, oh, I'm waiting on God. Uh, God is waiting on us. We are the That's hands right. and feet here. Since Jesus sits at the right hand, greater things will we do. It's time, folks, to come in one accord where two or three are gathered in my name. This is so important. Very quick, I'm going to link that, by the way, that video that Pastor Pawlowski is talking about. I'm going to link that in the description below. In the last part of the show, let's pray right now. Art, if you would do us the honors, let's pray. Please lead us in prayer. Father God, I thank you so much that you have called us for such a time as this, just like you did with Esther and all those heroes of the past. We were born for such a time as this. You have brought us here 
in this time. And the prophets of old would wish to be part of what we're seeing right now, the finish line, the end of days. I just pray that your church would fear not. Give them spirit of boldness in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Give them spirit of wisdom in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Give them a spirit, Father, of supernatural knowledge. Give your church authority and power from above. I thank you, Father, for your blood. Cover all of us with your precious blood of protection. And I pray to everyone that is listening and everyone that wants to partake in the goodness of God, fear not. And I pray that no weapon forged against you shall prosper and no lying tongue will ever prevail. I speak life. I speak healing. I speak prosperity. I speak everything that my Father in heaven has in store for every one of you. Be blessed wherever you go, but please go in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and be the hands and the feet and the mouth and the eyes of our Lord. Amen. Amen. Folks, the event information is there up on your screen. Meet us out there for those listening to the podcast. High noon. That is noon at the Alberta Legislature. The information is there on the poster as well. The information is linked below. Go to standandroar.com. That's stand, A-N-D, roar.com. And all the information is over there. Please get to Edmonton, Alberta, October 31st. Alberta Legislature. It's going to be fantastic. Again, you can come out and meet Art and his group in person, as well as, again, Art Lucier, myself, and Laura Lynn Tyler Thompson, and others are on the speaking agenda. Thank you for everything you do, Pastor Art. You're such a bold, refreshing man of God in these trying times. I mean, perilous times will come, but it's also very exciting times. And I really want to thank you for not only coming on the program, but thank you for taking a stand preaching the gospel. Thank you, sir, for that. Thank you. Thank you. Be blessed. Folks, that was Arthur Pelowski. His information is linked below. Reach out to Pastor Art and let him know you heard him on the program. Art at streetchurch.ca. My ministry is sponsoring this event, folks. It's called Stand and Roar, a protest of unrighteousness. This is a prayer and repentance event, and it's taking place in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, October 31st, 2020, at high noon at the Alberta Legislature Building. Come and join us on the steps, folks. We are all coming together. We're going to pray for this nation. We're going to repent. We're going to cry out to God. Coming in one accord, standing in agreement, where two or more are gathered, there he is in the midst of our prayer. Amazing speakers. You just heard one of them, Arthur Pelowski. There's going to be Art Lucier, Laurelyn Tyler Thompson, so many more. You're going to meet like-minded Christians. Folks, that's one of the biggest things I get is, boy, how can I as a Canadian meet like-minded people? Get out to this event. Not only will you change the course of events, but you'll meet amazing like-minded believers. I would like to see all of Canada come and stand with us, stand in unity with us against the evil that is taking place, the defilement. The Lord was showing me a scripture in Isaiah. The Lord says we have to break the curse off the land, the defilement that's in the land. Read Isaiah 24, 5 through 6. This is a must-attend event. Again, the information's on your screen. If you have any questions, go to www.standandroar.com. Thank you so much for tuning into the program. Listen, bookmark your calendar October 31st. We'll see you out there. Good night and God bless you.